With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there. Welcome to Following the Truth. Today is Friday. It's July the 30th. And we are going to focus for the remainder of today's program on week seven, day five, And I'm also going to look at day six and day seven of give up worry for good. Let me just share this verse with you. And if if you're somebody like me who has been struggling with this idea of surrendering, and boy, for those of us who like to be in control, this is not easy, is it? This whole idea of surrendering control of our lives to Jesus is a very, very difficult one because... We just want to take control back, don't we? Listen to this verse. This is Proverbs 16, verse 9. A man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I think I can think of no better way to close out the week on on following the truth than by looking at this. Should, I should say close out the week on surrender than by looking at this verse. I have all kinds of ideas every day. I have ideas about how my day should go, what I should do, the way things should turn out. But then, oftentimes, God changes those plans and things don't work out the way I expected. I have to tell you, this is such an important concept for for us to to talk about. and, And it's a tough one for me to deliver. This is not an easy sell. It really isn't. But this is really just gets to the 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 core message of what it means to be a Christian and how we can experience peace in life. We just got to let go and let God. So we're going to talk about this. Uh, I'll share some thoughts about something that happened yesterday after I recorded the show. And it was just another reminder to me that I'm not in control. So why am I fighting? Why am I fighting so hard to be in control? You know, and we're going to talk a lot about this, even after we're done the eight weeks of Give Up, Worry for Good. This is such an important message for me to deliver to you, that God loves you, that you might not be in control, but God is. He's all-powerful. He loves you, and He's with you. Just let Him do His thing in your life. And I'll tell you, and, and you'll hear me say it today, I have not mastered this. I don't expect to master this. I expect to get better at it. I'm going to keep trying because I don't like things the way they are. And that's the way I've looked at my life for the past 10 years or so, probably more. You know, this frustration over not being in control, this worry, this being burdened with anxiety, this desire to to make everything work according to my plans, it's driving me crazy. And, And I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you can relate. And let's let's continue to work on this together because we've got to get it. We've got to understand this. And um, I have a lot of thoughts on my mind, but I want to pray first 
And I would ask you to join me. Let's pray, and then we'll talk more about it, okay? I, you, know the, you know the deal. I always tell you I don't like to talk too much before I ask the Lord to direct me, my words because I, I don't want to go off on my own tangent. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for being here for us right now, Father. Thank you for loving us into existence. Thank you for sustaining our lives. Thank you for providing for all of our needs. Father, thank you for being present and being willing to be in a relationship with us. Father, we thank you for the fact that you never turn us away. We thank you for the fact that you sent Jesus into the world to draw us back to you to do something that we couldn't do, to repair that rift between us. That's what Jesus was sent for, and that's what he did. And thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to live in us so that with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can not only obtain this peace that we're looking for, but we can be transformed into Jesus himself. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. You know how imperfect I am. You know how proud I can be. You know how stubborn I can be. I want to do your will, Father. I want to deliver your message. I want to give in. I want to surrender. May your will be done on this program. Please, Father, speak through me today. Let me know if I'm trying to take over this show. Let me know. So that your words can flow through me, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Finally, Father, please open all of our minds and all of our hearts so that we will be receptive and willing to hear and put into practice your message. We ask this in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I got to take a break to take a drink of my water. I felt my my throat starting to constrict there. It was getting tough. Um, hey, thanks for tuning in. My name is Gary Zimek, and you li- are listening to Following the Truth. I want to let you know, I said it before we did the prayer. You know what? It's just such a pleasure, first of all, to be here with you. Thanks for spending some time with me. It's a tough week. This whole idea of getting of me trying to convince you to let go, to let go, and especially the message today. This is a tough message. But I pray that the Holy Spirit opens your heart, like I, like I said at the beginning, opens your heart so that you are willing to accept this message. This is the real deal. You need to accept this message. I need to accept it. And it, it, honestly, it's something that we need to be working on for the remainder of our lives. And the more we get it, the more peace we'll feel. Essentially, what's the message? The message is that I don't always know what's good for me. And sometimes I'll pray for things to turn out a certain way. And God has to either say no or change things around a little bit because I often don't realize what I am supposed to ask for. And, and I, you know, I, I don't like to give this message to you because it's not a message that is uh, especially popular. It's not a lot of fun, but it's the way to peace. I learned that. I'm so stubborn. <laughs> I'm so stubborn. I, I, you hear me all the time, and and I'm not I'm not kidding around when I tell you how stubborn I am and how I don't like to suffer and I how, how I like comfort and how I tend to be uh, to catastrophize. Um, but I but I have to be honest with you. But also when I turn to the Lord, when I spend time in His Word, when I pray, when I receive the Eucharist, I'm peaceful. 
That peace might not be lasting for the remainder of the day, but that peace is real and it's significant. And the only way that I can feel that peace is when I turn to the Lord. And several times throughout the day, I find myself being conflicted. Which way do I want to go? Do I want to turn to the Lord or do I want to turn to those things that are weighing me down and causing me to worry? Just this day, right? Earlier today. News about COVID. And um, the, 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 the effectiveness of the vaccine. And that after six months or five months, when you're 60 plus, you might need a booster shot. You know, like, there is, there are, and, and I'm not getting in to the, uh, the political ramifications of a vaccine. All I know is that if God gives me medicine, I take it, if I think it's going to help me. And, and really, again, this is, this is not a political statement. This is not, I'm, I'm not trying to be preachy, but I'm just telling you, I had the opportunity thinking that all is well, and I'm, I'm relatively safe, because COVID was tough for me. It was tough for my wife. I didn't have it, but the, 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 the anxiety was a real threat. I mean, you know my history as a hypochondriac. Now that now the things might be changing, these variants, it's, it's more complex now. And I started thinking, well, you know, uh, when are my when are my five months up or whatever, you know? And then, then I because I got speaking engagements in the fall, I got to plan this out. You know what? This is a matter of trusting God for me, and it's a matter of do I put my trust in God, or do I worry about what might happen? And sometimes I worry about what might happen. And this is an ongoing problem with me, but I'm starting to get it. I catch myself now. You know, I, I catch myself. Um, and, and, and it's something I think we all need to deal with. I, I try to be as, as cooperative with God as I can. I try to give in to him. I try to trust him. I try to I, I try to put my faith in him, but the, these these real world problems just come up sometimes. They blindside me, but I have found that I can choose to trust him, even when I'm scared to death. And and it's like we were talking about this earlier this week. The focus has to be on the Lord if you expect to achieve peace. And he's got a history. He's got a proven history of coming through in the clutch. He's all powerful and he loves me. You know, but for me, it is a constant tension between the threats and the dangers and sometimes the lies of the world, you know, and, and I mean, not necessarily an explicit lie, but sometimes just the implied lies that this problem, whatever it may be, is bigger than God. This problem's a real threat, Gary. You better worry. And let me give you an example. Um, I, I feel the spirit leading me right now because this isn't what I was going to talk about, but this is what I'm talking about. So I always ask the spirit where to go. So yesterday I recorded the show and I think I mentioned that we had this, the threat of some possibly severe weather. And, you know, we hear that sometimes thought of uh, some potentially severe thunderstorms and a tornado can't re- be ruled out. I think that's what the that's what the uh, the message was. Well, it turned out. There were several tornadoes that touched down in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Now, fortunately, I'm fine. It wasn't around here, but I'll tell you, it was too close for comfort. And I was reading earlier today, I was watching the news briefly earlier today, looking at some of this, um, some of this storm damage. 
And it was pretty severe. There was a car dealership not too far from me. I mean, relatively speaking, um, 30 minutes away, maybe not far that was leveled. And there was a mobile home park behind the car dealership. Several of the mobile homes were destroyed. Well, guess what? I live in a mobile home. So this is just a reminder to me that I am not in control of so many things. You know, I can only do so much. And what my family and I did yesterday, what we what we typically do when these storms arise, is we pray a chaplet of divine mercy because in his revelation to St. Faustina, or St. Faustina in her diary, was talking about how there was a severe storm one time she was encountering, and the Lord stopped the storm. Well, we, we take him up on that, and we pray, and we put our trust in him. I put my divine mercy image in the window. It's not superstition. It's asking for the Lord's protection. It's letting Jesus know, hey, I believe you're bigger than the storm. I don't feel it sometimes, but I choose to believe that you're bigger than the storm. And we prayed, and, you know, there is a sense of peace that comes over us when we pray like that. But... um. But as I was listening to the storms and I started hearing the, the, the predictions, is this the way it's going to be in the Northeast? You know, we live in a, in a area of the country where tornadoes are not very common. I've been through the tornado warnings before and they're no fun. Um, but thank God I've never had any, any destruction. You know, we didn't even have rain yesterday where, where I'm at in my particular area. So, so I'm, I'm very thankful. And I, we thank the Lord, my family, and I thank the Lord for that earlier today. But still, there was that instant where I began to feel myself getting sucked in to that what-if syndrome. What if we're not so lucky next time? You know, and, and, and what if I really do get COVID one day? These are the things that come into my mind. And, you know, I have to tell you this because not too long ago, I was reading somewhere where some evangelist was saying that worry is a sin. You need to stop worrying. You cannot worry. It's a sin. Guess what? It's not always a sin. Could it be? Sure. I don't go there, and I purposely don't go there, because sometimes we don't intend to worry, even though we just go down that road. And you're not going to hear me tell you worry is always a sin. Did Jesus say not to worry? Yes, he did. Can it be a sin sometimes? Yes, it can. But I'm here to let you know, as somebody who is prone to worry, as someone who has struggled with anxiety, I want you not to worry more because you are worrying sometimes. I want you to know Jesus loves you. And Jesus knows you're trying. You wouldn't be doing good, give up worry for good if that were not the case. And sometimes I get offended. I really do. When I hear evangelists, some Catholic, some not Catholic, saying all you need to do is pray, you will experience peace, period. If you're worrying, you're wrong, it's a sin. Let me say this, and you've heard me say this before. I believe that prayer on some level does produce peace, but sometimes it's peace of mind and not peace of heart or peace of stomach. In other words, sometimes you're still scared to death, even though in your mind you know I'm doing the right thing. I have peace of mind. And sometimes it takes time. And this is a process. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're listening to this program and you're worrying and you're trying to worry. I I need you to know, and I feel the Spirit. Listen, I asked the Spirit what I'm supposed to say to you. I need to tell you, you're doing a good job. You're trying. You want to be at peace. You don't want to worry. Never met a person who wants to worry. 
And sometimes, yes, we are wrong to not control, to not let, uh, to not take control of our thoughts. But other times, it's just about impossible to do that. But keep working on it. Don't let anybody tell you this is uh, a sudden flip the switch type of solution. Yes, Jesus Christ will change your life. He will bring you peace. But sometimes he works gradually. And if you're feeling a little bit more peace since we began this Give Up Worry for Good program, well done. You're letting the Lord work in your life and continue to try, to try, to surrender to him one day at a time. I'm not going to make you feel bad because I don't think Jesus wants you to feel bad because you're trying. You're trying. And I'm going to urge you, I have seen a tremendous improvement in my life. But the fact that I still can lapse into worry is indicative of how much of a worrier I really am, how bad my anxiety is. And if I can feel peace, and there are most days, most days I feel a lot of peace. It just takes me some time. We talked earlier in the week about falling down on your face as at the transfiguration. Falling down on your face, and then Jesus comes, touches me, and says, Rise, Gary, and do not be afraid. Have no fear. And he takes me by the hand, and he picks me up. And I know he can do the same thing for you. So today, that's my message to you. Well done. Keep following Jesus. You're going to feel more peaceful every day. How much more peace? I don't know. Every one of us is different. Are we going to have bad days? Yep, we're going to slip sometimes. But you're going to remember these techniques. You're going to remember the fact that you have to surrender your will to the Lord's will. Jesus, I trust you. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good sometimes. I want to be in control. But darn it, Jesus, what I'm doing is not working. And I see your point, you know. And sometimes he's going to have to take us down the rough and bumpy roads in order to allow us to say, Jesus, I trust you. You know, if there's no tornado warning, it's very easy for any of us to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you with my life. But when you're in the midst of a tornado warning and your life could possibly be ended and things don't look good and you got weather forecasters telling you how serious this is and to quote what we heard yesterday, mobile homes will be destroyed. You know, that's not what I want to hear. But it's at those times in the midst of the storm when you're able to exercise your faith and say, Jesus, I trust in you. I choose to trust in you. I surrender, Lord. That doesn't mean you're stupid. That doesn't mean you're irresponsible. That doesn't mean you don't take reasonable means to protect yourself or to help yourself. You do. That's what he wants you to do. There comes a time in all of our lives when we're just going to have to say, this is, this is out of my control. This is out of my control. Lord, I trust you. And again, it's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It is a decision. So today, when we look at Proverbs 16.9, the meditation for day five of give up worry for good, day five of week seven, A man's mind plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Countless people woke up today and said to themselves, this is going to be a normal day. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to work. 
and then something happens that completely blows that plan to smithereens. And listen, this is a tough, this is, again, this is not an easy sell for me. This is a hard message to to deliver to you. But as I say in the book, God is all-powerful. He can do anything, and he can prevent things from happening. We need to believe that. Because if we don't, then we come, we, we come up with, we conjure up an image of an absentee God, somebody who's too busy to get involved with the day-to-day intricacies of my life. That's, what, that's not what God's Word said. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says he, count, he has counted the hairs on my head. The Bible says that not a sparrow drops to the ground without the Lord being aware of it. He knows. He cares. He can do anything. He can stop bad things from happening in your life. Everything that happens in our lives is allowed to happen by God. He does not will evil, but he allows it to happen. Why? So he can bring some greater good out of anything that happens to us. I just, I'm just delivering the message I would, I would totally expect you to maybe have a hard time with that because I have wrestled with that myself. I believe the Holy Spirit can help us to better understand that. Our relationship with God, as it grows, it's, it's easier to understand that. Um, looking at what he's done throughout history, in particular, most, most especially looking at how he sent his son into the world to die for us so that we could live with him forever. That indicates that God loves us, you know. But this is the kind of message we need to reinforce. We need to reinforce this every day. And it gets better. I trust him more than I did a few years ago. I do. I I feel the trust. I should be clear about that. I, I try to trust him every day. I surrender to him every day. But I feel the trust more. I feel confident in him more than I did a few years ago. And as I, the point I made in the book was that when your plans don't work out, God's telling you he has a better plan. You know? And you can, you can go along with this. Boy, can I tell you something? Throughout the course of my close to 10 years in full-time ministry, I've had to deal with the, um, the rejection. The rejection of book proposals, the rejection of parishes not wanting to bring me in as a speaker, the rejection of people who took offense to something I wrote, uh, n- numerous things. You know, you put yourself out there, even if it's for the Lord, some people are just not going to want to hear what you have to say. It's okay. They didn't want to hear everything Jesus had to say. But there comes a point where I'm really, really disappointed that I didn't get brought in to be a speaker at a conference or to come to a parish or to have more people come to my talk. And I have forced myself, because I know I was supposed to do it, didn't want to do it, to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that rejection. Thank you for that failure. I know that you're doing it for, for my good. Every one of us can say that. We might not feel like it, but I'm going to urge you to force yourself to say that. Whatever disappointments you experience, say, thank you, Father, or thank you, Jesus. I know that you're trying to teach me something, or I know that this will work out for my good, and for, and for my good means for the good of helping me, for the reason of helping me get to heaven. Ultimately, that's what the Lord looks at. He wants us to get to heaven. He wants us to get, get to know him better, and he wants us to get to heaven. So sometimes things are going to happen, such as storms, 
They could be real storms like I experienced yesterday, or they could be just figurative storms, troubles, trials, designed for the purpose of drawing us closer to him. Um, I only have a couple minutes left. I, I really got off on, I, I really like the way, I, I mean, this is the general message I had for you, but I really, I feel the Spirit really pushing me to deliver this in, in sort of a strong way today, because I really want you to believe it. Um, let's look at day six, because we're not going to be on the air with a podcast the next two days. Be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46, verse 10. You know, this whole idea of surrendering to God, sometimes we just got to be still and recognize he's God, I'm not. Boy, do I have a hard time with that one. And those of us who want to direct every last detail of our lives, it's not easy for us, right? It's not easy for us to let God be God. And to recognize that he's the creator and I'm the creature. The final Bible passage that I have for week seven. Now, don't forget, next week is week eight. We're going to focus on looking back at some of the great things the Lord has done for us and some of the progress we've made over the past seven weeks. But uh, in closing out week seven, I, I look at Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. I don't know if I could give you better advice than this as we close this week out on surrendering to the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. If we trust in him, right? If we trust in him, meaning that we're going to accept some of the things that happen in life that we don't really like, we'll embrace our cross, we'll offer it up. Again, don't have to feel it. It's okay. But when we do that, we're going to feel peace. That's number one. But number two, things, our path will be made straight. Where's our path? Where are we headed ultimately? We are headed to heaven, to live forever, eternally with God in heaven. By accepting his will, by trusting in him, by surrendering to his will, your will, Father, not mine be done. By doing that, our path to heaven will be made straight. And that's going to help us. And it's also going to give us the peace that we seek. So that's my advice for you today. Surrender. You know, whatever you're struggling with today, if it's something you don't like, if it's something that you would rather have change in your life, you know, go. You, you feel free to pray for your condition or your problem to be lifted. That Jesus did on the night before he died, so that's fine. But until... God decides to grant that request. And and that's up to him how he's going to answer the prayer. I mean, really, again, surrender your prayers to God. Father, however you want to answer this is okay with me. Until he does, it's an opportunity to trust. So much of this is opportunity, you know? Opportunity to trust, opportunity to surrender. In order to surrender to God's will, you can't do that unless you got some kind of diversions right there. I got a plan, God has a plan. Well, I can surrender. If our plans are the same, we're not really surrendering. Okay. Um, again, this was a, I, I think a tough message, but I, I pray that this brings you some comfort. I really do. And, and I think it will. I think it will. Hey, if you have questions, Gary at following the truth.com is my email address. You can reach me at any time, even over the weekend. Know that I'm praying for you. That's not going to stop. I'm going to keep praying for you next week. We're going to pick up with week eight a week dedicated to looking back. And I'm going to say, as we go off the air one more time, well done. 
You are doing a great job. Hang in there. It's going to get better. Peace be with you, okay? God bless you. See you next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 